course, I have spoke with people from Mick Mahan Show. I have spoke with people from New Japan Wrestling. I have spoke with people in Mexico. I have spoke with people across the globe. Mick Mahan, you are on Vanguard One's radar. We are watching you very, very closely. I have Vanguard One monitoring you 24-7. And Mick Mahan, if you ever tried anything shady on my broken brilliance, I would be the first man to delete you. WrestleRant Radio here today for April 7th, 2017, Graham G.S. Matthews. Coming off one of the more quiet recent weeks in recent memory, the biggest thing happening, I would say, this week, Simon Gotch getting released, unfortunately. I'm just kidding. It was WrestleMania this week, guys. We had a WrestleMania 33 last weekend. And, oh, my God, so much stuff going down. I got a DM on Monday, okay? I got a DM sitting in the airport in Orlando ready to go home from one Dr. Mac at Jamie Lee Mac. Follow him on the Twitter machine. He says to me, I got to come on the show. So much to talk about. And I'm saying it's only Monday. And this is before Raw. This is before SmackDown. This is before Simon Gotch got released. The biggest shocker of them all. Just kidding. No one cared. Um, but I'm thinking, you know, if we can if we can put aside a time this week, you know, it, we could definitely talk about it. And think, you know, it, everything kind of worked out. Tom could not join me here today. He's stranded in parts unknown. He will be back here next week to talk about everything Raw SmackDown. We'll be in attendance for the Superstar Shake-Up next Tuesday in Boston on SmackDown. So I'm looking forward to that. But in the meantime, like I said, we got Jamie Lee Mack back here on the show today. I guess the only way to introduce you back to the show here, Jamie, is... Brother Jamie, I knew you'd come back to Wrestle Right and Radio. How are you oh, doing today, yes. Jamie? <laughs> uh, however the hell he does his life. Um, man, I'm telling you, like, uh, like I knew, and um, or um, uh, like uh, uh, you just mentioned um, uh, uh, the uh, Hardys and mm-hmm. like that. Like I had, I had the strongest feeling in the world that they would be back, but like when it when it actually happened, I I still lost my I, my like my mind is still lost. <laughs> Same year, my friend. Last night it was like maybe. 10, 11 o'clock at night or whatever. And I'm thinking, you know what? After such a long week, I'm probably going to go to bed early tonight. Got nothing going on. Then I'm like, you know what? I want to watch back that Hardy's return for one more time. When I say one more time, I'm talking about like the 546th time here on yeah. YouTube. Something. And I got to watch that over back. 10 million views. <laughs> I know. I heard it was it's the. It's fucking mo- ridiculous. It, that is ridiculous. <laughs> I heard it was the most watched video on YouTube on Sunday night, which is insane. I, I don't know oh when the last God. time that ever happened for a wrestling thing, you know, ever. At least in recent memory. That's crazy. Um, so I watched that back last night. I watched back all the reactions of people that were also there, people that were watching from home, from bars. And, you know, next thing you know, it was 1 o'clock in the morning. I'm like, oh, shit. But it was worth it, though, because to watch back that reaction was insane. And, um, man, and, that, man, and that, was, that was, like, one thing that I wanted to try and do for Mania this year was, like, try and film, like, some reactions or something. Mm-hmm. And, and by the end of the night, I totally forgot. I was like shit like you know, <laughs> you know um 
I was watching Mania with um, with my best friend and his um, and his uh, fiance, mm-hmm. and just and and when New Day came out, like the first thing that came out of his mouth was like, "Oh, they're gonna put themselves in in or um uh, in the match," which is what a lot of people thought. But I did not have that feeling. I told I told him I said no. They're the hosts, and whenever WWE has a host, they pretty much have the same power as fucking Vince. Mm-hmm. So they're not going to put themselves in the match. And I told him I said the Hardys are coming out. He said no, that's not going to happen. And I said, dude, they lost to the Bucks. It's going to be them. Mm-hmm. And and the second I heard the first note of Loaded, I was like, oh. oh I lost. <laughs> he did as well because he didn't think it would happen. It was crazy. Uh, it was great. Yeah, it was amazing. I mean, like you said, I think a lot of people kind of knew. I mean, you knew they were going to be there as soon as you heard the delete chants and people screaming for the Hardys as, as soon as New Day came out. But you didn't really know. I mean, like you said, you kind of had a feeling it was the Hardys, but you couldn't be too yeah. sure. I mean, this is WWE. I thought they would bring out the Shining Stars or something and just to, just to troll oh. us. <laughs> or the Golden Truth, God Could forbid. Imagine? Could you imagine? I probably would have got up and left. I'm not sure what would have gotten a louder boo, them or fucking Roman that night. <laughs> yeah, probably them. <laughs> That's saying something, uh, you know, over Roman. But they did the right thing for this company for as many times as we criticized them for, for doing the wrong thing. I mean, I think in a way it kind of made up, you speak of Roman there, I think it kind of made up for the 30 spot in the Royal Rumble a couple months ago when everyone was, was thinking Balor or Angle or this guy or yeah. that guy or Samoa Joe, and it was Roman Reigns. And, and we didn't get that here. We got the mother-freaking Hardy Boys back in WWE after a seven-year absence, which is just incredible. Um, I mean, I, I, w- I was thinking a couple days ago before WrestleMania, the only thing to me that it can kind of compare it to, and I know we were kind of following each other at the time too, five years ago, believe that or not, uh, was when Brock Lesnar came back over WrestleMania 28 weekend. We all kind of had a feeling that he would be back. I know there were reports, you know, he's, he's going to be back soon. He's in talks with the company, blah, blah, blah. But we didn't know when. I mean, of course, that was Raw and not Mania itself, but everyone was kind of waiting for it. And when he interrupted John Cena on Raw, we all kind of figured that it would be him. But still, the pop when he came out was incredible. This was just as loud, if not louder. I mean, this was different because it's a 60,000-person stadium and not, you know, 10,000 person uh, a raw or whatever so it's a bit yeah. different um but nevertheless though that moment was just incredible yourself myself everyone going nuts for the hardy boys uh for them to be back in wwe so we'll, we might as well start with that wrestlemania 33 on sunday in the citrus bowl camping world stadium it is camping world stadium but i heard them i haven't watched back the show yet but i heard they were calling it the citrus bowl so I it's guess still it, the Citrus Bowl to me, Camping World Stadium. Yeah, no, it doesn't. It just sounds dumb. I mean, you know, that's obviously the site of WrestleMania 24 nine years ago, and another, another great show as well. But, um, yeah, I mean, top to bottom, I thought it was a pretty good WrestleMania. We'll break it all down right now. Uh, we, we might as well just start with that. We, we were talking to the Hardys for there five minutes. Uh, the tag team title match from a triple threat to a fatal four-way. The Hardy Boys coming back to take on the then-champions, the club. We had Enzo and Cass in there. You had Cesaro and Sheamus. To me, I, again, I, I watched back the match, I think, on either Sunday night or Monday, and it was a really good ladder match. I mean, obviously nothing compared to, from what I heard anyway, the Young Bucks versus the Hardys, as you mentioned earlier, at the Super Card of Honor show on Saturday. Still got to watch the back at some point. I heard it was a great show and a great match. But um, 
I, I honestly, from watching it live, again, I, I said I watched the back, but the first time I honestly do not remember much, not because it was a bad match, just because I was still wrapped up in the whole Hardys thing. I just could not believe the fact that they were back. So, uh, Jamie, what were your thoughts on the match and the fact that the Hardy boys are the new Raw Tag Team Champions, and now that they've finally procured all the Tag Team titles in Ring of Honor, <laughs> TNA, and now the WWE? The expedition of gold is complete. Mm, exactly, exactly. Bad. Yeah. <laughs> Um, no, the match was fine. Uh, I thought it was really good. Probably second best of the night next to, uh, Rollins and Hunter. Uh, but that's just, but that's just personally what I think. Mm -hmm. Um, but no, like, you know, like mania, I mean, like, it's almost like a tradition now that there should be a ladder match at WrestleMania, like, or like, like the, see, the first thing I thought was when they did the split with Raw and SmackDown again is that I thought that maybe they would put Money in the Bank back at WrestleMania because mm -hmm. I mean I mean and yeah and like now with Money in the Bank being a SmackDown show it doesn't make any sense any sense to me at all. Mm -hmm. But anyways, that's that's another topic. Um, but no, I thought um, I thought it was great. It gave a chance for all those guys to uh, sh to uh, showcase what they got and uh, and. And um, one thing too is that um, um, is that um, one guy I'm kind of proud of in that match would be Gallows because he really wasn't like before he left WWE and went to Japan, like he really wasn't viewed all that highly, mm -hmm. and like and and now like this long journey back, like making a name for himself, um, um, all over the uh or um, uh all over the globe and and like and and now like you know him and anderson came back and they were in a marquee match at wrestlemania had you told me in 2010 that luke gallows would have a marquee match at wrestlemania someday i would have called you insane mm -hmm. but it's i'm but like but like you know it's great and also my boy sheamus everyone talks shit about him <laughs> He, 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 like, he did, he, they're like, you know, all eight guys in that match did every, they did all of their parts well. Uh, Enzo, I thought, looked like shit. Um, <laughs> what else is new? Uh, well, yeah, really. Um, <laughs> but, uh, but uh, him and Cass, uh, like, uh, that's another thing, um, uh, uh, with them, I watched the uh, 24 thing that they did for WrestleMania Monday, and you know, management telling Cass like the only reason you're not canned yet is because you're seven feet tall. It's like that would piss you off. Mm -hmm. And the fact that like you know he or like you know him and Enzo like you know people can say whatever they want about them now like you know with their act being stale and like you know they're this and that but you know they busted their ass and like they made it to wrestlemania and and you know as they say you can't teach that you know it's uh it's uh uh just like that match just made they just made me like really proud of like all of those eight 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 or sorry um of just those eight guys and the hardy's winning uh that see like that was the thing for me um 
because like we didn't know like okay are the hardys coming back for just the one night are they doing the part-time thing are they back here full-time like you know it would depend on whether or not if they would win mm-hmm. and they won and that made me flip my shit even more <laughs> and i thought oh my god they're actually around for the long haul and now apparently they signed full-time deals and now they've got wwe's lawyers on their side for the friggin' broken thing with dna <laughs> yep so bruce pritchard have fun with that Exactly, exactly. Now, the, the single greatest tag team. I mean, I don't think this is getting enough credit or enough attention. I was thinking about this. It's really been on my mind for the past four or five days now. The fact that, first of all, no other team has done this, period, let alone in a month's time. But to win the TNA, Ring of Honor, and WWE Tag Team titles is just incredible to me. Within within one month, to do that at all, whether the first team that ever do that is crazy. The fact they were able to do that at all um, you know, let alone in one month, is just blows my mind. It's wonderful, as Matt Hardy would say. So just, yeah, the, as you had said, the fact that they won really kind of solidifies they're here full-time, going full throttle the tag team division, finally after being overlooked for so long. Um, great match, awesome moment. You got the fireworks going off. Just probably the best part about WrestleMania, moment-wise, was then coming back and the fact that 10 million views on YouTube, the, the most single-viewed video on Sunday night on the, on the platform, just crazy stuff. Uh, so you kind of mentioned that, that there. speaks volumes right there. It speaks volumes, exactly, which is with, with how irrelevant the wrestling world is in terms of pop culture nowadays, that really speaks volumes indeed. And you mentioned right there, I'm not exactly sure what the exact status is of the lawsuit with uh, Anthem, TNA, Impact, whatever the hell you want to call them, and, uh, and WWE, or the, the broken thing, whatever. Um, I had heard, I didn't notice this myself, I just saw other people talking about it on Twitter, the fact that he removed, Matt Hardy did, the re- the broken part of his name on Twitter, but then he added it back, and then he was talking about it, like his condition or whatever, and uh, that he's been cured since coming back to WWE. So I'm not exactly sure what the update is. Like you said, the WWE lawyers are on the Hardy Boys' side, so I guess we'll get an update on Monday. I mean, I know they cut a promo, not on Raw itself, but on Raw Talk. And Matt Hardy, other than dropping like subtle references, was pretty much just himself. But he still has the look. They're still doing the delete chants and all the mannerisms and stuff like that. Um, but do you think, I mean, kind of a obvious answer to this, I'm sure, but do you, Jamie, think that the the broken Matt Hardy character um, would work in the Meek Mahan show in WWE? <laughs> um, I think with the right story to mm-hmm. tell behind it, I think would be would be good. Um, I don't want to see another Matt and Jeff feud because I feel like that's been done yep. to death at this point. Mm-hmm. Um, like, I don't know, like, you know, maybe have them hold the raw titles for, you know, for like, you know, a long, a long time. Like, you know, I'm not saying like a year, but like, you know, maybe towards like the end of this year, or like, you know, survivor series or whatever. And mm-hmm. then like when they lose it, like that's when Matt, Matt becomes broken again and Jeff becomes brother Nero and like, you know, they bring in the whole, the whole shebang. Um, like, you know, they could drop it to like, you know, guys like the, uh, Oh my God, guys like the revival Hardy's and revival. That'd be amazing. <laughs> Take my um, money. Oh God. It's just, but no. And like, you know, Hey, it, like it's, uh, it's such a stupid thing on paper, but when, but like, you know, but then again, and I'm not trying to compare the two, but like, you know, you look at a gimmick like The Undertaker and it looks stupid on paper, but when you get the right person to do it, it it's golden. Mm-hmm. I mean, Matt, 
like, you know, I used to hate, despise Matt Hardy. Mm-hmm. But then when he came up with this whole broken thing, and like, you know, at first I thought, okay, this is just him. This is him trying to be unique and like, okay, let's see how long this lasts. No, he created like an entire universe for himself. Mm-hmm. And he and like, you know, he kind of gave resurgence to, to Jeff, which is crazy to think because it's always, because Jeff was always the one trying to bring up Matt's career and now it's the opposite and and there was the whole thing with or with um, Matt's son and then they brought in Rebby and Rebby's father apparently is uh, is uh, Benjamin mm-hmm. you know it's you know and like it's crazy and like you know that show showed me that Matt Matt that Matt, Matt's mind works in mysterious ways and um, and you know, I would like to see it be done uh, in in the WWE at some point, but I think the right story has got to be there with it. Yeah, I'm sure. I mean, I know there's a lot of people that are coming back. No, I mean, there's not a lot of fans, but I'm sure there's a lot of people that saw the Hardy Boys come back on, on Sunday night that haven't been following TNA or aren't as embedded in the quote-unquote the IWC as we are that have no idea what why Matt looked like that or he's doing the delete stuff and people have no idea what it is. The thing with me, I mean, as you had said, it, it's impressive alone the fact that Matt Hardy is arguably more popular than Jeff Hardy at this point, which you never would, thought would be the case. But um, as you had said, kind of really resurrecting the career of Jeff Hardy both in TNA and now in WWE. I mean, they very easily, WWE very easily could have brought back just Jeff. I mean, Jeff, no matter when he would have come oh, back, yeah. what, whether it would have been a couple of years ago, now, I mean, he was hugely over before he left seven years ago. He was over in TNA, obviously, but... That, could have been that, like a night after Mania debut thing, because like mm-hmm. there really there because like by himself, like there really wouldn't have been a spot on Mania form. Exactly. I mean, right now, yeah. it's just if they brought him back by himself, and even maybe even broken Matt by himself, I just don't know if it would have worked as well. And it's weird to say just because they say bring them in as a tag team, the tag team division in WWE right now is almost depleted. Not really now, but now that they have a lot more teams and revival are up and all these other. You know, they have all these other teams. You mean it's connected. almost deleted. Exactly. It's almost deleted. <laughs> um, so, yeah, I mean, bringing them in alone, bringing Jeff Hardy in alone would have been very easy for WWE to do because you know they wanted to get their hands on him as soon as he was gone from TNA. But the fact they brought oh, yeah. them in together, they're allowing him to at least do some parts of the broken character for right now. They didn't tell him to stop doing that altogether because they have to realize, Meek Mahan has to realize the, the uh, popularity and, you know, the, the really the money that can be made with the broken Matt Hardy characters, and, and and the part with me that 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 interests me the most is the fact that or how they're going to explain it, as you had said, whether they create another universe or have different roots and like the seven deities and stuff like that. Just because everything that came up that where this character originated from, for broken Matt Hardy, brother Nero, etc., cetera, etc., cetera, was from TNA, and we all know if it happened in TNA, it didn't happen according to WWE. Wow. Um, and, and, you know, like Bobby Roode, a world champion all over the world and all this, all this other garbage. I mean, they'll drop. Yeah, apparently like... TNA is over the world. Yeah, okay. <laughs> or the classic line, RJ and I joke about this all the time, when uh, AJ came in last year and they put out a press release saying that he's wrestled Samoa Joe and uh, Sting in Florida at, a, at Universal Studios, not in TNA, not in Impact <laughs> Wrestling. He wrestled Samoa Joe and Sting in Florida. Now he's back in Florida for WrestleMania. I just die every time I think about that. <laughs> it's so funny. 
But, um, yeah, so we'll see where they go with it. I think they really, obviously, are injecting a lot of new life into the tag division in WWE. But that was by far the only good moment from WrestleMania 33 on Sunday. We'll just kind of sum up all the kickoff matches into one. We had Neville and Austin Aries for the Cruiserweight Championship. Real good match. Uh, Mojo Raleigh. Oh, yeah, very, very good match. Uh, Mojo Raleigh winning the Andre the Giant Memorial Battle Royal with the help of Gronk. And then we also had... I don't know. What the hell? Was that? I have no idea what it was. Gender but... Mahal was in the final. <laughs> <laughs> you told me that two, three years ago. If you told me two, three years ago that two thirds of three MB would one would be back in the comp. I guess we'll talk about that momentarily as well. Um, that Drew McIntyre would be back in WWE the same weekend that Jinder Mahal was the last, the second to last person remaining in a battle royal at WrestleMania. I would have called it crazy. But uh, we had Dean Ambrose eliminating, or eliminating, now I'm talking about the Battle Royal, beating Baron Corbin to retain his Intercontinental Championship. So uh, just kind of various thoughts, Jamie, on, on the kickoff show for WrestleMania. Did you get it, did it get you excited for WrestleMania itself on Sunday? Uh, it was long, mm-hmm. arduous, <laughs> to say the least. Uh, uh, Neville and Aries, really, 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 really good match. Pro- probably the best cruiserweight match that that's been put on since the division came back agreed um battle royal was what it was highly doubt it's going to do anything for mojo's career um uh yeah that's just i i, I, I don't <laughs> care i really really don't yeah um like that kind of set like a bad omen for me for mania it's like oh god is this what it's going to be like for the rest of the night just yeah these random winners that don't make any sense <laughs> like last um, year yeah, really. Um, uh, Corbin and Ambrose. Uh, yes, yeah, okay. Wasn't fantastic or anything. Like you know, nothing like out of the blue. Uh, Ambrose mm-hmm. winning kind of puzzled me a little bit because I figured, well, Corbin won the Battle Royal last year, so he should win the IC title this year. But that didn't happen. And, and then on SmackDown, he beat Ambrose in a street fight. So it's yeah. like, okay, which that <laughs> match should have been. A street fight at WrestleMania yeah. because those guys are made for that kind of match. But mm-hmm. Didn't happen. I don't know why. Uh, but yeah, like kickoff show was, you know, it was it was fine. Uh, I was kind of staring at my phone almost the entire time. But uh, as for Neville and Aries, though, like that was definitely the best one of the three by far. Oh, definitely, definitely. A great match. As you had said, the best cruiserweight match to date in WWE since the division was brought back uh, six, seven, eight months ago. So, real good match. I mean, I'm actually kind of glad in retrospect they put them on the kickoff show because you know they were, they were at WrestleMania itself. They would have gotten five, six minutes. So, at least in the kickoff show, they got 15 minutes, which was really cool. The Battle Royal, I was shocked how over Mojo Raleigh was, at least towards the end. I think if it came down to him and Zayn, obviously he would have been booed if he beat Zayn or Harper or whoever, but. The fact he beat Jinder Mahal, of all people. I mean, no one's going to cheer Jinder over Mojo Raleigh, at least people that I know, uh, from what I know. So, I mean, I thought that was fine for what it was in Ambrose and Corbin. As you had said, a way better match on SmackDown two days later. Very surprised Corbin did not win the IC title on Sunday. I kind of figured as such. I mean, I thought he would win. Um, but I figured, knowing WWE, they'll have Corbin lose when it matters most. And then he won the title at, like, the next pay-per-view or on SmackDown or something. Wouldn't so surprise we'll me if he wins it a or, like... It wouldn't shock me if he wins it at Backlash because he, because knowing their history, like mm-hmm. that's normally what happens. Like the right person to win doesn't win at WrestleMania. They win at the next one, which <laughs> yeah. of course makes all kinds of sense. Yeah, this the timing is off. I mean, he needs to win it at some point. I feel like he'd be a better champion than Ambrose, and he does deserve it after the whole 
the great build he's gotten over the past year in WWE. But, uh, you know, it was a decent match for what it was. But I, I mentioned it there before we get into WrestleMania. Uh, TakeOver on Saturday. It, it was a pretty good show. Not the best TakeOver of all time. Not even close. But, um, no, no. you know, an entertaining event. A lot of good matches. Main event was solid. Tag and title match stole the show. I know you said that. Um, a couple of days ago on Twitter that it would be the best match of the whole weekend, and I think it definitely was, in my opinion, or at least came oh, close. Oh, amazing. Definitely in the oh, running. The second, the second that match was announced, I knew that was going to be the best thing of the whole damn... Uh, of the weekend? Like, uh, yeah. Easily. Sure. Yeah, they, they, had a, they had a great showing on Saturday. Authors of Pain, still the tag team champions. Ember Moon and Asuka having a good match, but being there live, the biggest pop that anything got in the entire show, other than like the entrances for Nakamura and Rode and stuff like that, was Drew McIntyre showing up in the crowd, shockingly. I mean, we talked That surprised me. That, yeah, that surprised a lot of people. I mean, you talk about the Hardys and the fact they were rumored to come back, dating back to a month ago, and it was still a cool mo- It was still an amazing moment. But with McIntyre, I mean, you hear all these people all the time, this person might be coming in, Kyle O'Reilly from Ring of Honor, I heard, might be coming in soon. So you hear all this, you know, these, this buzz surrounding certain people from other promotions that might be coming into WWE. Nothing was said about Drew McIntyre. I mean, I know he left WWE, or rather TNA, about a month or so ago after they did not re-sign him. That was really the only reason why he didn't stay. They approached him too late with a new contract, so he left. That's such a, that's such a TNA thing to do, like LOL TNA. Um, so yeah, n- no one was really thinking like, oh, he'll be back in WWE anytime soon, but yeah, he is officially signed to NXT. I heard he made his debut at the tapings last night at full, so two days ago, whatever. So he is back. He didn't have broken dreams as a theme, which makes me very upset. Yes, I know. I was going to, I was going to ask about that as uh, well. I heard he did not bring back that theme. I'm not entirely surprised because I think for a lot of people, I mean, I will say this. It was one of the greatest themes, in my opinion, of the past 10 years, um, which is surprising for a guy that did not have a ton of success originally in WWE. But the theme was amazing. Um, but at the same time, I feel like people, and this might be just me, people might associate that theme with the chosen one character and, and just the stigma yeah. of failure that he had the, the previous time. And it was a great song. But, I, again, maybe it's just me, but it never fit. McIntyre like if they gave that song to someone I don't know who that would be um I don't know the, the song was amazing I love the song I just never thought it fit McIntyre himself and now that he's back as a baby face I don't know if it would have worked as well that being said it oh, would have yeah, yeah. it, it would have been cool had he come out to the song at least once before he changed it um on NXT or something but that being said yes you know like I said McIntyre back in at WWE NXT. He was in the original incarnation of NXT, not the friggin' competition show, but when they started filming at a full sale five years ago, and now that he's back. Um, but he, he's come a long way. He's a classic example of someone that really WWE was doing nothing with four or five years ago. And uh, he went out, proved himself, and impact other promotions, won titles all around the world. And now he's back better than ever and a great asset to NXT now that Shinsuke Nakamura has been called up. So, Jamie, your thoughts on Drew McIntyre being back in WWE? It's just another piece of proof that, um, see, like, I want to say almost every wrestler that gets into the business and now, like, you know, of course, I like I can't speak for, for anybody because I'm not in it. Um, but, you know, I think that almost every one of them knows that, like, WWE is, like, like I don't want to say, like, it's the promised land where, like, all the dreams are going to come true, but, like, it is it is the one point where, like, you do want to make. And 
you know, McIntyre is proof that, like, you know, hey, you can be in WWE, you can flounder, but you, then you can go out and make a name for yourself and come back and be the biggest deal ever. Mm-hmm. Uh, McIntyre's done it. Gallows recently did it. Uh, Cody Rhodes is on his way to doing it. It wouldn't shock me if we see him back within the next two years. Yep. Um, uh, can't Chris Hero, too. Else. Hero as well. Like, you know, it's there. It's nuts. Uh, 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 Styles as well. I mean, like, he had that one match on what, on, on what, Jacked or something? Getting Jacked, and yeah. And then, yeah, yeah. And then, and then, like, you know, he made a huge name for himself in Florida. Um, <laughs> for, <laughs> yeah, for over a decade. And, like, you know, again, like, you know, just because you didn't make it once, it doesn't mean, you know, you're screwed for life. No, like, you just you just go out around the globe because there's tons of different promotions that will help you make a name for yourself. And you can come back eventually. And, you know, you can pretend like the first run didn't happen. And that's what McIntyre is doing. And now that it looks like he's going to be the next opposing face to Bobby Roode, uh, it's great. I love it. I love that McIntyre's back. I thought that he was a huge piece of wasted talent in, or, um, uh, when he was there on his first run. And, uh, you know, he, he's a fellow, uh, or, um, he's a fellow, uh, or, um, he's a fellow, uh, Scotsman. Mm. So that's good. Uh, but yeah, I'm happy. It's great. Yeah. I think it's great too. I mean, I think he's, like I said, a great example of a guy that they were doing absolutely nothing with four or five years ago. Now back, um, a way bigger star than he was four or five years ago, too. And the pop that he received, too, it's not like, oh, you know, Drew McIntyre's back. Like, we haven't seen him in a couple of years. He hasn't done anything. Um, I mean, there are there are people who were with the company before, like, you know, Chris Hero and people like that that went out to go prove themselves, came back a way bigger star than them before they left. Then there's people that left, didn't do anything, and then were brought back for no reason, like for to be a jobber like a Mahal or a Kurt Hawkins or whatever. And, uh, I mean, that's not exactly applicable to them. But with guys like Drew McIntyre, though, I think people can – I mean, I don't know if they did that all that too much years ago, I think, if you kind of left. And, I mean, no, I know Benjamin might be on his way back, too. Not that he had a whole lot of success out of WWE. Um, I think it's just kind of more of a hand to put other people over. But, still, he's another guy that you never thought would be back in WWE at some point. And I think people can kind of learn from that. You know, because most people just leave WWE – and that's it. A guy like Wade Barrett, who I don't think has really done anything outside of it. I don't think he really intended to. I don't think he ever really wanted to go back, nor does he want to go back. But, um, you know, Wrestling I think just seemed like it was just it just it just wasn't for him at that point in mm-hmm. time, because I think that he said, like, even when he left, he said that he was going to take a break from it for yeah. a while. And like, you know, to be fair, that's good. I mean, you know, you go from leader of in my opinion, one of the most underrated groups in Nexus to a fucking king. <laughs> With a plunger feuding, as, a, as a scepter. Feuding over, feuding over a damn plunger. It's like, okay, <laughs> With R-Truth. You've got to take, take a step back and just think, what am I doing here? Yeah, exactly, exactly. And I think uh, if you're motivated enough like McIntyre was, you will be back at some point. Um, like a guy like, I'm, I'm a fan of his, but I'm going to go ahead and say a guy like Ryback who left, 
and it seems like he's not. I mean, he is doing stuff on the side. Uh, I know he's got. Don't his, get me started uh, with Rob. Uh, uh, <laughs> I know you. I, I oh. saw your tweet about the Owens thing, and I laughed, and it's so true. Oh. <laughs> so you just, it's like I understand you have an opinion, but oh my god, the guy's got to shut up at like, this point, really. He's no, he says punk is better. What are you doing? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Oh, it was ridiculous. I know. But, uh, yeah, I mean, he's the guy that just kind of went out and made made a podcast. He's not really doing anything to further his wrestling career from what it seems like. So, I'm, I'm, I'm going to be very, very surprised if we ever see him back at all, which I don't think which I don't think it'll happen. Yeah, I don't even really think there's a demand to see him back. A guy like McIntyre no. can, uh, can be a real <laughs> asset. Like, at the point where Ryback is at where he's in his mid-30s, I think, bringing him back at this point would just kind of be a waste. I mean, especially considering he's nothing all that special to begin with. Um, but yeah, McIntyre, great to see him back. We'll continue along here with the rest of the WrestleMania card. As you said, AJ Styles in Florida back again on Sunday night to face Shane McMahon in the opener. Um, I think a lot of people thought this would be a better than expected match. I don't know that a lot of people thought it would kick off the show. And putting AJ in the opener, like, oh my God, that's such a demotion, whatever he should have been main eventing, which is true. I don't know if it was the demotion. I think if you're not in the main event, the next best spot to definitely be in wasn't. is the opener. Definitely exactly. Wasn't. It was, definitely was not a demotion whatsoever. They counted on AJ and Shane to set the stage, set the tone for the rest of the show, and they did just that with an absolutely great match. I think a lot of people, again, thought it would be a good match, if not a really good match. I don't know if a lot of people thought it would steal the show, and it did just that on Sunday with a 20-minute in-ring classic, I would say. AJ really looked great here. Shane, Shane looked great here. And it goes to show if you put the guy in the ring with people who can go or people that, like a younger guy and not like a friggin' Undertaker who's 50 years old anyway, if you put two older guys against each other, it's it's not going to work. But you put him in the ring with a guy that, a fresh face who can still go like AJ Styles, you're going to get a great match. And that's exactly what this was. So uh, your thoughts, Jamie, on, on AJ and Shane kicking off WrestleMania to you. Was it the best bout of the night? Uh, I don't think it was the best, but it like I'd probably put it either a tie with second with the ladder match or put it in third. Mm -hmm. um, but like, you know, people saying like, oh, it's a demotion. He's in the opening show. It's like, okay, listen here. How is it a demotion? that he's in the ring at WrestleMania with a video package for the match with a fucking McMahon. <laughs> yeah. Tell me how that's a demotion. <laughs> it's, it's not. No, and normally, when the first match is up, there's no video package to fucking promote it. Yeah. And there was this time. It's like, they don't normally do that. So, no, it's not a demotion. If anything, this is a very, very good thing for AJ. Uh, but no, it was great. Um, again, I think like Ambrose and Corbin, I think it was a victim of, uh, the wrong kind of match. I don't think it should have been a one-on-one -on -one thing. Uh, I know people wanted Shane to like jump off of something major. The roller like, coaster you know, I, or whatever. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. If you Probably would have done. Himself, okay. <laughs> yeah. Um, I was thinking he would have jumped off the ramp. Speaking of the ramp, holy shit. That's as long as a football field. Anyways, Thank God take it in and walk down the whole thing later on, yeah. Oh, the fact that Goldberg walked down there didn't get gassed, that would shock me. Um, <laughs> yeah, right. Uh, but, um, but no, um, one part of the match that was 
that I, that I found kind of puzzling was like the ref was out and is getting checked on by doctors. Shane literally leaped over him and kicked the garbage can into AJ. And you're telling me the ref didn't see Shane hopping right over him. Mm-hmm. Like uh, that was the one puzzling part, but like, you know, that's, uh, but like, you know, that's just me being a nit- nitpicker. Um, but yeah, like as or and, and like people thought, and now I'll admit I was one of them. I didn't like the fact that AJ was being put in WrestleMania with Shane. And now I look back on it now, and like I just said, you know, he's in there with a McMahon at Mania marquee match. Like you know, it was great. Um, and I thought that both guys made each other look like a million bucks. Mm-hmm. I thought it was I thought it was great, and and I really really liked what they did on SmackDown, where AJ where they both shook hands, and AJ looked like he was about to hit Shane, and then he just went and did his pose instead. I, I thought I thought that was really really cool. Um, uh, but yeah, like as for the actual match, uh, it was fine. Shane hit a fucking shooting star press in his mid forties. I think that's crazy. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I guess I'm the only one that thought it was going to be a shooting star because when Shane was heading to the top, uh, my friend Matt was going like, "Is he going to do like an elbow or something?" And I'm like, "No, man, he's going to do a shooting star." He's like, "He's not going to do a shooting star." I said, "Watch," and he does a shooting star. He's like, "Holy shit, he just did a shooting star!" I said, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I predicted this, and I predicted the Hardys. Listen to me. Yeah, <laughs> right. The wrestling Nostradamus. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it was great. Yeah, no, very good match. I enjoyed it. I think, as you had said, if if it wasn't Shane, I mean, I mean, I know they could have restructured the card to put AJ with a different opponent, but really, who else was there going to be? There, there really was not many other people on either brand that AJ could have faced at this point. That would have made sense. And they've been building up the Shane thing for a while. AJ won here. Um, got his first WrestleMania win. No complaints. I agree though on the on the, on the SmackDown segment. Great stuff on Tuesday. Do you think it sets up an AJ babyface turn for the foreseeable future? I, well, if you ask me, I think we low key kind of kind of got one from him on Tuesday. Yeah. Uh, uh, I think it's the right move at this point. Like AJ gets the biggest reactions of the entire night no matter what show he's on, whether it be SmackDown or whatever happens with the shakeup, if it goes over to Raw, which a lot of people are thinking, oh, that's a terrible idea. But to me, it's like, hey, he goes over to Raw. I mean, yeah, sure, we lose the chance of – well, okay, no, we don't lose the chance of AJ Nakamura. It's going to eventually happen. It will, it will, um, yeah. Yeah, but, like, you know, we get AJ on Raw, we get AJ Rollins, AJ Owens, I mean, you know, we've seen AJ Jericho before, but like, hey, that wouldn't be bad to see again. Yeah. You know, like AJ Joe. Like, oh yeah, hello exactly. <laughs> hello, people. Like, yeah. You know, so me, like, it doesn't really matter, but I do think he should be a face because people realize he's extremely talented, and like, you're not going to boo someone who is really good at what at what they do. I mean. Like, you know, it's like you go into a job or something. Uh, like, you know, you want to work with someone who's really good at what they do because you know if you screw up, they'll be there to, to you know, pick up your pieces if you drop them. And that's exactly what AJ is. So, 
you know, um, I think he should be face. Uh, he's really good at being heel, but the crowd still wants to cheer him. And unfortunately, we're just in that period of time where people love assholes. And, <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah. you know, uh, but yeah, uh, AJ should be face definitely at this point. Yeah, and I think the going heel part, I think a lot of people were skeptical, myself included, last year when he turned, thinking, okay, that's they're probably going to make him out to be a chicken shit heel. It's not going to work. He's way better as a baby face. But going heel is by far the best thing they could have done. He was still popular a year ago. At this time a year ago, he was getting big cheers, but not on the level that he is right now. I think going heel and then going back baby face, the same thing they should be doing with Roman Reigns. Why they haven't yet, I have no idea. This would be oh, Roman Reigns if they went the, if they went that route with him. We'll talk about him momentarily, but um, no, I do agree. That is that is the role that fits him best right now. I mean, I, I would prefer to see him on SmackDown because I'm a blue brand guy as anyone is. Um, but going to Raw would not be the worst thing. It opens up a lot of fresh feuds. Um, like you said, Joe, Jericho maybe again, Rollins, Reigns. Uh, maybe if they want to put him against Lesnar, Strowman. I mean, the Balor. Oh, my oh. God. Like, the possibilities are endless. So, Triple H, if they wanted to go that that they wanted to go that route. So, again, a AJ, oh, no matter. Tough. It would be amazing. AJ, wherever he goes, will be just fine. Uh, you mentioned Owens there. Owens winning the United States Championship on Sunday night from Chris Jericho. Another really, really good match that I think benefited from going on earlier on in the evening. If it happened, you know, second to last, third to last, or whatever, I don't know if the crowd would have been as hot for it as they were, but very good back and forth match with the right result. Owens is the new United States Champion. The same title he should have won two years ago. Better let than never, um, but he is finally the new champion. So, Jamie, your thoughts? Owens finally winning the gold. Frenchman is the face of America, people. <laughs> Take it. Um, it was it was a Frenchman versus a, oh, I mean two Canadians fighting over the United States championship. Yeah, so. Oh my God, I didn't realize that two Canadians <laughs> fighting over the United States title. That's um, funny. Yeah. Uh, no, um, it was a um, it uh, it was a it was a really really good match. Um, I loved how. Jericho had like a light up scarf. I thought that was really cool. Mm -hmm. uh, not gonna lie, if I could buy that, I would. <laughs> Same. Um, just be just because of how of how absolutely obnoxious it looks. Uh, <laughs> he had like the giant. Uh, he had like the giant list of Jericho, which yep. was great. Uh, and Owens, man, he finally got like a well, not like finally, but like he got a he got a one on one again mar marquee match at WrestleMania, which was awesome to see yep uh but no it was uh it was a fine 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 match uh the part where owens literally reached out the tip of his finger and touched the <laughs> rope i'm surprised that is i'm surprised it's not a meme yeah and you could make great captions out of that yeah but uh um uh but no um it was good and in typical jericho fashion uh um you know he put over owens and uh and it looks like Jericho's not done just yet. Uh, I guess he's facing Owens at payback. And uh, I'm hoping, like, that's a, like, I'm hoping there's, like, a gimmick thrown on there mm -hmm. somewhere because, like, you know, like, they're really good, like, you know, in a regular match. But, like, you know, throw something on there, like, you know, Last Man Standing would be really, really neat because mm -hmm. we're just, uh, just, because of how like personal the feud or uh, the uh, feud has gotten, because you know when you when you include Twitter DMs, 
shit gets real. And, uh, <laughs> True that. Was a re- which is which, which is a really really nice touch. Um, but yeah, no, fine, fine, fine match. Uh, right or the uh, right person won, and uh, you know I'm I'm sad that Jericho is starting to reach the end of his run because this is uh, I don't want to say this is better than his Honest Man run because that. Uh, that's that run is untouchable, but man, it's, mm-hmm. get, it's getting really close. It's really, really close for yeah. me, at least. No, I agree. I think it's probably the second best run of his career, right up there with the '08 run. Um, it's been incredible. But the fact he's been here a year, and he was supposed to stay. He was supposed to stay through WrestleMania, then through SummerSlam, then through the fall, and it's really kind of gotten longer <laughs> and longer just because he's been so great. Jericho is the new. Jericho is the new taker now. You know, when's he gonna leave? When's he gonna leave? Yeah, exactly. But you know, at least he's going out on his on his own terms and in and good matches, which we'll talk about with Taker and, and Reigns mm-hmm. in the main event. But uh no, this was good. I, I've heard rumblings from people that they might take Jericho out and put in Balor because Balor beat Owens on Raw in the tag team match, but you gotta finish up the feud. I know he's not leaving. He doesn't tour until early May and payback's in late April, I think the last day of April, so it makes sense to finish up the feud. April 30th, I think, yeah. Yeah, so April 30th. So unless they move one of these guys to SmackDown, which wouldn't make much sense if they're going to finish up the feud, then I would just keep it the way it is. Uh, For the women's championship, fatal four-way elimination match, Bayley taking on Charlotte Flair, Sasha Banks, Nia Jax, elimination-style match. A A good match. I mean, there really wasn't anything overly special about it. The entrances were cool. Uh, I mean, you couldn't. I mean, I know the biggest complaint was that they weren't given a ton of time, but it's a four-hour show, which is a lot of time. But with literally thirteen matches in the entire show, five hours this year actually. Five hours exactly with so much time. Yeah. You know, they they, <laughs> they they couldn't give them more time than they did. I think every. I mean, some matches got more time than others, obviously, but this could not go any longer than it than it did. Um, but no, it, it was still a good match. Bailey finally winning clean uh, when it mattered most, which I liked the most. So I thought it was good, but. Yeah, really, not much more to say about it. So, Jamie, your thoughts on the match? Uh, this match was probably the one dud on the show for me, just because, and like you know, again, like they were crunched with time and everything. But like you know, five, seven hours if you count the kickoff show. My God, they want to take up over a quarter of the day <laughs> um, in a twenty-four hour time period. Uh, but yeah, like this was the one eh on the show for me. Um, like one. I think the reason why, like, a lot of people were kind of sour on it, and, like, yeah, sure, the time was one thing, but, like, I think people are slowly beginning to expect that Sasha's going to turn on Bailey at some point. And I thought it was going to happen on Raw, but it didn't. Uh, Nia turned on Charlotte, which does, which the, the complete opposite happened. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, uh, but, yeah, like, the match was okay. Uh you know, I thought that everyone played their part well. I think the one thing that didn't really make any sense to me was, you know, Sasha being eliminated before Charlotte was. And I think it should have came down to her and Bailey, but, you know, that's another story. Uh, I hope Bailey starts using the elbow because I hate the Bailey to Belly with <laughs> uh, yeah. fucking passion. That's probably the worst finisher on the damn roster right now. Mm-hmm. Uh,. It it it's not it's not believable at all to me, and I thought she or, and I thought she landed a pretty good elbow. So you know, hopefully she continues to use that. Uh, but yeah, Bailey is. Um, uh, I don't know. I'm kind of half and half on her title reign. 
at the moment. Like, it's not the greatest thing in the world because, I mean, I understand, like, you know, her character's like the underdog and stuff, but, you know, Cena was booked as the underdog for the longest damn time, and look where he is. <laughs> exactly, yeah. Uh, uh, but, uh, I don't know. I, I guess I'm just kind of ready for this Bailey reign to be over and, you know, someone else to come along and take it. Uh, which hopefully it'll be Emma. For God's sake, she's back, and she's back with the right gimmick. (laughs) Thank God, yeah. I think a a Bailey-Emma feud I'd be totally in favor of uh, going into payback next month. And with the the Sasha-Bailey thing, I think, uh, and they they could have done more with it. That was the biggest story coming into this match on Sunday, but they could always go back to it, I'm sure. I'd rather have them wait until SummerSlam anyway, as opposed to rushing through a feud to to payback or whatever. So if they hold off, I'd I'd be fine with that. So we'll see where they go. I with just it. don't. I just don't get how you call yourself the boss and you expect to be cheered. Yeah, exactly. I mean, she's popular, uh, but she's a way better heel. I mean, I think a lot of people would agree. Oh, yeah. She's a natural heel. She was great in NXT as a heel. She was great in the main roster before she turned as a heel. She, she's a good babyface, but way she better. She snatched heel. a head. She 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 snatched a headband from Izzy in the middle of a match and made her cry. Like <laughs> you're not a face. Exactly. I mean, that kind of says it all right there. Hopefully she will turn eventually. I think once they uh, get Charlotte off Raw and maybe, you know, I, and then, then Sasha, I think at that point will become the next top baby or top heel rather on that show. So we'll see where it goes from there. I already talked about the tag team title match. Um, before we get into the next tag team match, Cena and Nikki versus Miz and Maurice from SmackDown. Speaking of SmackDown, just breaking news here. Um, uh, my, my buddy Tom, who can't do the show with me today, just texted me while, while we were talking. That Mar Ronaldo uh, not has been released, but he might be gone from WWE. Apparently, I mean, take this for what it's worth, that his uh, Twitter bio no longer says that he's with WWE. Um, so, I mean, that wouldn't entirely shock me just because he has been gone for the past month, reportedly dealing with depression or bipolar disorder, whatever it might be. And uh, maybe he believe he needs time off. I don't think they would have released him. They, he might have just left, uh, left on his own. Um, I really hope that's wrong. Um, but before we go ne- before we go forward into the next match, Jamie, uh, your thoughts on Mauro Ronaldo potentially leaving WWE? Uh, it's a shitty situation because, like, you know, I've, you know, I've dealt with a lot of people that have, you know, mental, like, I don't want to say problems because, like, you know, that kind of puts, like, you know, a whole new emphasis on it but just but or but um uh but um i have dealt with people like you know who've had bipolar disorder depression anxiety blah blah blah. um and like it is a like it's it's really difficult to talk about when you're not the one experiencing it um and i guess the bout that moro is going through right now is probably a worse case than it normally is. I mean, I'm not a doctor, uh, so I can't really, I can't really give my spin on it. Mm -hmm. Um, But, you know, it sucks because he was definitely the best voice of that WWE had probably next to uh, Corey Graves. And, uh, you know, he's, and, it really sucked not being able to hear him at mania because I, because like that would have been his first time on the main show because he was on the kickoff last year. Mm -hmm. And 
you know, again, I like I thought that he that he would have done really really well, and that was one thing I felt was missing from the show was that was that voice of like over or of or was that voice of over excitement, and you know we didn't get that from Phillips or JBL or. David fucking Otunga <laughs> commentary. What a waste. Him and Byron. Him yeah. and Byron. I don't understand. I, I really don't get don't. it. But anyways. Um, but yeah, uh, the thing with Morrow, uh, it sucks. Um, I'm hoping this isn't the case. Uh, like, this is kind of a similar thing right now, and I hate to bring her up, but this is kind of similar right now with Eva Marie because she doesn't have any WWE-related stuff on any of her social media accounts, I, I believe, except for Instagram right now. I don't okay. know if that's changed. Mm-hmm. But, like, you know, like, WWE hasn't released anything concrete about it. Like, we haven't said, like, oh, like, you know, we've come to terms on the release of da-da-da. So I'm going to try to hope for the best right now. But, again, it's not looking all that well. Um, but, personally, I hope Moro, you know, beats whatever bout he has going on with him right now. Uh, because like, you know, like, you know, like whenever people say like, Oh, I'm so depressed today. It's like, no, you're not. Like, <laughs> exactly. Like there, there, there's a whole criteria yeah. to go down. If you like, if you really want to be depressed, you're going to feel a lot worse than you do now. So just like, uh, it sucks, but you know, uh, Hopefully it gets better, and hopefully this isn't the case. Yeah, hopefully not. I guess we'll find out more in the coming days. I uh, would, would hate to see him you know, leave WWE, but of course his health comes first, so hopefully he's okay, and he's been gone for the past month now. So I, I know he provided an update saying that he supported, he appreciated the support a couple weeks ago, so hopefully he's doing better. Um, before we go forward here, we got a couple matches. I'll go quickly through each of them. We don't have too much time, but uh, Cena, Nikki, Miz, and Maurice, not too much to say about the match itself, but rather Cena proposing afterwards, as I'm sure a lot of us thought would happen. Uh, me, myself, in the arena going, marking out in the arena, going, yes, yes, yes. When Cena proposed to Nikki, <laughs> I know I was one of uh, very few. Not really. I mean, a lot of people appreciated the moment. It, it was a fine moment, but, um, you know, people – Kind of just having fun with Cena saying either no or Channing get a prenup, which is pretty funny. So um, your your thoughts, Jamie, on the Miz and Maurice match versus Cena and Nikki, and then what happened afterward? Uh, the match was pretty much a glorified SmackDown main event, yep. if you ask me. Uh, Maurice didn't really – I mean, like I, like, I don't really recall, but I don't think Maurice did a whole lot. Uh, you know, I think she's kind of put the whole, com- the whole like, competitive aspect, like – in the back of her mind now when it's more just like I'm a valet, I'm a manager, which she does really, really well at. Yeah. Um, uh, as for the match itself, nothing special. You know, uh, I think Miz and Marie should have went over considering they were the ones that were staying. Cena and Nikki were the ones that, that are going right now. Agreed. Um, but, and like, you know, it wouldn't have down the moment that came afterwards anymore. I mean, as for the whole proposal thing, uh, it had cheese written all over it. Everyone knew knew it did. It was corny as hell, cheesy as hell. But you know, it was still it was still really 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 nice. And uh, you know, uh, I got teary eyed. I'm not gonna lie because you know, Cena and Nikki have been or like you know that's the one relationship that like you know a lot of us have been 
like, I don't want to say we've been following it, but like, you know, we've been watching it grow and watching it develop over the last four, four or five years now. And like, you know, it was like, you know, it was, it was neat to be like kind of a part of that, I guess. Like, you know, whether if you were there or whether you were watching it at home. Mm. Um, but, uh, you know, uh, it, it was neat. And, you know, you know, I, and like, you know, I once heard JR say on his podcast that Vince loves first. And that was the first proposal in WrestleMania history. So he got it. And, uh, you know, it, it'll be, uh, be cool. And it wouldn't shock me at all if Vince offered the damn wedding on the network. I'm sure. I'm sure we'll get a repeat of uh, Savage and Elizabeth <laughs> from SummerSlam, oh, you know, yeah. whatever it was, from years ago. 91, I think it was. But, uh, yeah, no, no, it, it was a cool moment. And um, just the fact that Cena proposed to Nikki Doll, I, I think a lot of people never really saw coming when, when they first started dating a couple of years ago, but it finally happened. And uh, for the fact that it happened at WrestleMania uh, was, was fitting. I think, you know, Nikki said that's where her home is or their home is, whatever. So important, yeah. as you would say, you know, such a big moment that it made the media rounds, but so important that Linda McMahon was asked about it in Congress recently. So apparently of all the things <laughs> that happened at WrestleMania, uh, someone in Congress was, was curious about Cena proposing to Nikki. So I thought <laughs> that was pretty funny. But uh, we'll yeah, move right along. The most important, because, because the most important thing in Trump's party is what's happening in the love life of John Cena. Yeah. <laughs> Are they going to have kids? Is it going to air on, on the network? Is what it'll be in Total Divas? Is that's that's the real questions? Those, those are the real hard hitting questions right now in the Trump uh, and president in the White House at the moment. But uh, yeah, so move forward with Rollins and Triple H. I know you said you really like this match. I like this match too. I think it went a little longer than it needed to at 25 minutes, but it was still a really good match. Um, I think people that were expecting a barn burner like action bell to bell might have been disappointed, but. You know, they, they, they told a great story with Rollins and Nee being targeted by Triple H the entire time. And that's what needed to happen. The constant uh, attempts at the, at the pedigree were all done. Stephanie being, you know, bothersome at ringside throughout the entire contest before getting her come up into the table. I, I thought it was really well done. The entrances were great. Triple H, I've never been a huge fan of Triple H, but I thought the entrance itself was really incredible. You have not lived life until you see that entrance. And, and, you know, in person, especially at WrestleMania, it was great. Um, Rollins looked good here. It's, I, I thought this was good. Rollins is not a natural underdog fighting from underneath guy, but I thought what they did here was good. It made sense with the story they've been trying to tell. Rollins won, most important part. Um, I thought they might pull, you know, from two years ago when H beat Sting for no, literally no reason at all. And uh, so thank God that didn't happen. But, Jamie, your thoughts on uh, H and Rollins from WrestleMania. I, I, I heard you say earlier this was your favorite match for Mania. Please explain why. This was, like, the reason why is because, I mean, just like the story itself going into it, I mean, yeah, like, the background story was there. Like, you know, Triple H hand, or like, he hand he handpicked Rollins from the shield, made him an offer he couldn't turn down. And, like, you know, he made him, like, the biggest star in the company and everything. But, like, another reason why is because Rollins, what, tore his MCL, I believe, for, mm-hmm. um, and, like, Rollins rehabbed the hell out of it, and he rehabbed it enough to get cleared to compete at WrestleMania. It's, like, that kind of fortitude, all that work, like, it's... I mean, like, you know, I've never, I mean, thankfully, and I hope this never happens, but, like, I've never torn anything in my knee before. But, 
you know, just to think like, you know, all just that, that close away from mania and coming that close to missing it. It's like, you know, um, like I thought that was an extremely well told, uh, or, or um, I just thought that whole story right there was extremely well told. And like, you know, I thought, like, I thought it was like the cherry on top of, like, this really great feud that was built up for the better part of three years. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, and uh, the entrances, like, those two probably had my favorites of the entire night. Uh, like, the whole thing with Hunter uh, coming down with the, with the damn motorcycle, with the police behind him and everything, and Stephanie... Stephanie looked like a damn goddess. I'm not gonna lie. Like, I thought she, like <laughs> I thought she looked better. I, like I thought, and this might shock people, but I thought she looked better here than she did last year. I, I thought she did really, really, really well last year, but I think she topped herself this year. Yep. And um, and the whole uh, and the video package with Metallica being used, I thought that I thought that was awesome. Definitely a Triple H call had to be easily, to be. easily, yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um. Uh, and then Rollins, uh, no, and then Rollins uh, comes out with a torch, and I thought that was really cool. How he just like he literally came to burn down Triple H's kingdom. Yep. And that I thought that was so so well done. And the mat and the match itself, I thought it was fine. Uh, it was, but I was more a fan of the story behind it just because of how much I wanted to see it happen last year and it didn't Mm -hmm. and it sucked and it, and it finally happened this year and the whole, like the whole aura surrounding like an unsanctioned match, like I think is, 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 is just neat. And like, you know, uh, or like the match is so dangerous that WWE wants no part of it, but they're still going to have it, you know, it's Mm -hmm. just, um, but yeah. And, uh, you know, again, the right person won. Stephanie took a hell of a bump in the table. Uh, and Triple H took a clean loss with his own move. You're telling me he buries people? <laughs> exactly. The man the man has lost more WrestleManias than anyone in history. <laughs> like, yeah, that's... He's been what? This is his 21st WrestleMania. He is nine and twelve at WrestleMania. I was going to ask you, yeah, last, has he lost more than he's la- won? Wow. La- last last I checked, he's nine and twelve at WrestleMania. That sounds about right. That's crazy. Yeah, he's put over woo Cena, Batista, Benoit, um, Rollins, Triple H, or uh, himself, uh, Roman yeah, Reigns. Yeah, well, he has. <laughs> <laughs> that is true. Uh, Orton, yeah. Brian, Brian. Yeah, well, like, wow, that's crazy. I didn't even it's, think about that. Triple H or Undertaker twice said Triple H again. Yeah, Undertaker twice or three times really. Um, yeah, that's yeah. nuts. Yeah, he can't be burying oh. people. Anyone, anyone who still says he buries people like John Cena, give, give me a break. He's not burying anyone. That's no. so dumb. But yeah. no, I thought this match was great. Story was great. Um, we'll move along here. I, I think the bet, like you said, the entrances were great. The ramp thing was really cool. The fire. Um, oh, that yeah. that was the only real highlight of the next match with Orton and Wyatt was the. I thought the snake um, on the ramp, which was really really cool, and that then it was, was all, nice. then it, then like it was that. all downhill from there. Unfortunately, with a uh, just 
a, a ten minute match no one cared about and the hocus pocus and all this trash and again cool visual other than that really dumb match Orton winning didn't shock me so I wasn't pissed but it was one of those things where it was just like eh, like yeah I, I like Orton a lot but Wyatt really didn't get a fair shake and we all knew this was happening so I wasn't shocked again but uh, any quick thoughts in the match Jamie um my whole thing with Orton and Wyatt, see, like, when they were doing the whole hokey, they're like, the whole hokey stuff with, like, oh, there's maggots in the ring, there's worms, there's cockroaches now. It's like, you know, when I first saw that, I thought, okay, you know, Bray says he's got the power of Abigail now. Like, I guess that includes stock footage to insects. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Uh, but, um, but still, like, you know, I thought that that, like, at, at the time of watching it, I thought it was a nice touch and everything. Uh, it, this was probably the worst match of the night for me, which sucked because, you know, it's the winner of the Rumble facing the champion. Uh, um, I, I wasn't a fan of the results uh, because with Orton winning, that pretty much tells me that Randy is stronger than Sister Abigail when she's been built this for the past four, three or four years now. Mm -hmm. And now you're telling me if she were to ever debut, it wouldn't matter because Randy's defeated her power, you know? So Mm -hmm. like that part, so like that part I didn't get. And then I watched the match back again and I've started to realize I hated that the whole thing with the maggots and the worms. I thought that was so incredibly hokey. Yeah, like, that was that was dumb. I'm sorry. That was just stupid. Like Vince Vince has figured out how to work PowerPoint presentation. Like we're Finally. in for we're in for a great show now. But no, I thought you know, um someone mentioned I don't know if this is YouTube or Twitter or somewhere, but someone said that like, you know, it reminded them of Papa Shango and Ultimate Warrior. When yeah. like Shango would make him bleed randomly and like start just vomiting everywhere it's like and i could kind of understand that and now this was the true dud of the night for me like i didn't like i thought it was like no i didn't think it was that great yeah no i think less said about this the better um just i i can't really care less about this feed at this point about the about this feed of the, uh, you know coming in a, you know going forward um, but beyond that, we'll, we'll kind of scrunch the last three matches together before we got to get going. The SmackDown women's match lasted five minutes, and Naomi won. Good match. Really, again, not much more to say about it. I'm glad they didn't get cut, bottom line. Very glad they didn't get cut. Yeah, um, exactly. Yeah. So we'll, we'll do a two-for-one here. Lesnar and Goldberg, and then Reigns and Taker. Two very different matches, obviously. Uh, Lesnar-Goldberg <laughs> w- was perfect. I thought that was exactly, exactly what it needed to be, and just perfectly booked. It, ever, it had everyone on their feet. I thought Goldberg would win, to be honest with you. Not, that wasn't my prediction, but I thought for a second they might actually have Goldberg win. <laughs> and you never know this company, so I thought that was great. But no, yeah. this that was perfect. That That's what should have been at WrestleMania 20, what should have been at Survivor Series. Perfect. And Brock Lesnar is the new champion. And then Reigns and Taker. Um, I, I know I'm in the minority. I'm not calling a five-star match. I don't think it's as bad as people as people thought it was. I got to watch it back. Maybe I'll get a better better perspective um, watching it back on the network. But um, that being said, I thought they told a great story with Reigns not wanting to put down Taker, but 
He had to. Reigns had to win. Taker could not have lost here. I mean, with, with Taker yeah. being in the shape that he's in, people saying that Taker should have lost. He should have won his last WrestleMania against Reigns is dumb. I mean, I don't really want Reigns to win either. I was hoping Taker would win, but when you really think he's about the guy, classic. He's a classic traditional exactly. old school guy. Yeah. And if you're a traditional classic old school guy, you don't go out with your hand raised. Exactly. Again, like, yeah. It's not. It's not. It's not. It's not how that works. I mean. Jericho is a classic example of that. He yeah. never goes out with his hand raised. Mm -hmm. Yeah, ever. Exactly. I mean, he, he's a perfect example of that, and Taker's no different. And I think he always wanted to have you know, lost his final match from what I've, from what I've heard anyway. I know he wanted to lose to, to Kurt Angle 10 years ago and have him break the streak. Like, Taker's very generous and uh, generous in that respect. Um, mm -hmm. But, I mean, again, the guy's 50 years old. He did not look good in the Royal Rumble. And you cannot believably tell me that he had any chance – in storyline, whatever, of beating Roman Reigns, who has been built up for years. Like, that would have just been foolish. So, I thought the match what was what it was. Not a great match, but I thought they told a really good story. Reigns had to win. The farewell, I don't know what else can be said about it. It was perfect. It was amazing. Um, probably the greatest thing I've ever seen live, in addition to the hardest thing from earlier, but um, it was perfect. So, uh, yeah, before we go off the air here, Jamie, your thoughts on both Brock and Goldberg. And then on the other end of the spectrum, you had Reigns and Taker and the subsequent farewell from the Phenom. Uh, well, Brock and Goldberg, uh, like you said, it was the match that we should have gotten at WrestleMania 20. It was a match we should have gotten, well, at every turn. <laughs> uh, but I'm happy that it happened, uh, and I actually timed it. It was, what, four minutes and 46 seconds, longer than both of Goldberg. Longer than all three of Goldberg's in-ring times this past current run combined. Uh, <laughs> wow. So, uh, yeah, really. Um, uh, but, no, it was great, and I'm happy it didn't go, like, 30 seconds like everyone thought that it would. Uh, and, uh, the right, and uh, the right guy won. And everyone's bitching, saying how we'll never see the Universal Championship. Well, it's like, well, you hated it when you first saw it. Now we're not going to see it. And you're saying, and you're bitching that you're that you want to see it more. So mm. I don't. That's 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 a piece of logic I'm trying to wrap my head around. But, <laughs> I, mean, I don't like it either, but I like having a champion every week. But you mm. know, that's another story. Uh, anyways, it was fine. Right guy won. Uh, Undertaker and Reigns. Um, you could really, really tell that. You know. Reigns was the right guy to, or well, well, like the right guy to beat him. That's that's a whole other discussion. But yep. in the choice of Reigns and Undertaker at this state in the game, Reigns was the right choice to win the match between mm -hmm. the two of them. Um, because like I even felt felt bad watching Taker like try like try to hang on as much as he could, you know, and. Like, you know, that, I mean, like, that could tell me that, like, you know, you know, Vince probably kind of, kind of, like, kind of jostled him into one more Mania match or, hell, even maybe two more. I mean, who knows? Uh, because I guess Taker's got to go in for a hip replacement surgery at some point, and, and he thinks that, like, you know, it's, well, he doesn't think, he knows it's going to end his career if he gets it, but, you know, man, his health comes before the ring. And uh, as much as fans want to see more of the dead man, he gave 20 over over like over 30 years of his life to the wrestling business. It's time for him 
to call it a career and to do things that he loves doing. Like, you know, uh, you know, it's time for him to spend time with his family. It's time for him to be there for his children. You know, like, you can't fault the guy at all. And I thought, you know, and people thought that, like, he'd get a big send-off on Raw, on Raw or something. Man, he's Taker's been called the last outlaw in WWE for a reason. If he's going to go out, he's going to go out at WrestleMania, just like that. He doesn't need a big send-off on Raw or anything. As cool as it would be, he doesn't need it. Uh, you know, April 2nd, 2017 is going to be the day that the gunslinger left town. And, uh, and Taker was the true last outlaw in WWE, and it's sad to see him go. And, you know, there's no if this is his last match. It's, no, it, like, it very much well is because there's a lot of people saying, like, you know, thank you, Taker. And, mm-hmm. you know, and, like, you know, a bunch of the wrestlers are even are even saying it, too. So, you know, you can't, you can't, you can't fault him at all. He's the most respected man probably in the history of the business and probably will, will be the most respected man in history. And there's probably no one that will ever top him. Uh, he made, like I said at the start, he made a gimmick on paper that looked extremely stupid and he made it work Mm. and work extremely well. He's the best character in the history of wrestling, if you ask me. And, uh, and, uh, you know, um, you know, if this is the way that he wanted to go out, uh, I'm happy it's the way. You know, he left his gloves, his coat, and his hat in the ring, and when he took his hat off, like, that's when you knew it was done. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, it was uh, it was great, though. You know, he went out like a true uh, outlaw would. Agreed. No, I absolutely agree. Like I said, I thought the farewell, the send-off was just perfect. It was really just perfect. And, uh, I mean, we can argue all day whether it should have been Roman or John Cena for his final match, or Sting, or whoever. I mean, not at this point, because Sting's retired, but you know what I mean. Um, or whether he yeah. should have retired five years ago at 28, which I still believe, or 29, whatever. Um, I thought this very well was perfect. You, you you can't come back from this. I think a lot, I think, no. you know, we're, we're disappointed that, I think for some people are anyway, that, um, you know, he went out on a match that wasn't great. Like, he could have gone out in a match with, like, Triple H or Punk. Those are the last two great taker matches, in my opinion, and just period. Um, since yep. you know, it was four yeah. years ago, but you know what? At least the farewell was perfect, and um, I don't know. We, it, it was a great moment, so we can't really complain about that. And he went out losing yeah. and putting over Roman Reigns, like you said, a traditionalist. Would I have broken the streak? I wouldn't have, but that's you know we're long gone from that. I thought it was perfect. So that yeah. being said, and like and and just like a traditional classic old school guy, he went out putting over a younger talent. Exactly. That's what you do. Exactly. You give back to the business, mm-hmm. and that's what he did. You could have left after the streak ended, but um, I think having him stay might have been for the better because now he put over Roman Reigns on the way out, so I thought it was great. And um, hopefully now that the streak has been broken in New Orleans, he will go into the Hall of Fame next uh, next year in New Orleans in a WrestleMania That's 34 perfect. weekend. So I think it just kind of writes itself. Yeah. But a, a great close to a just a really good WrestleMania. I thought definitely one of the better manias. Definitely better than last year. That kind of goes without saying. Oh, God. Um, <laughs> just overall – um, really, really good, entertaining show. I thought it was one of the better manias of the past decade. Best of all time, not even close, but I thought it was definitely one of the better ones in recent memory. So uh, before we go off, Jamie, uh, your overall thoughts on mania, where would you rate it, uh, rank it among recent manias in the past decade or so? Oh, 
It's hard to say, I know. The last, yeah, in the last 10 years, um, okay, I'll say this. Out of the 30s in Mania, uh, I see, like, the thing is, I'd probably put 30 at the top just because, yep. just of, like, just of, like, the story that was told throughout the entire show, show with Brian, but, uh, um, but as for the 30s, I'd probably put it behind, okay, like, I'd put 30 first, and 31 second, 33 at third, mm-hmm. and then 32 last, like, or, so I'd probably put it in third overall, past decade, uh, probably, like, probably still the same, like, probably third or fourth, yep. um, just because, like, um, um, or like you know, just because a lot of memorable things happen or uh, happened, like you know, with the Hardys and Taker and uh, and just and like and it was a very memorable and historic mania for a lot for for a lot of different reasons. So yeah, probably around fourth or third, I'd probably put that. Yeah, I'd agree. I think thirty-one is up there. Thirty, I would say, is better. Um, I was talking to John the other day whether thirty was or thirty one was better than thirty three. I think it can very well go either way. They're very much even in that respect. But putting thirty one over thirty three, I would not be. I would not argue with that at all. Um, it's definitely deserving of that spot. And yeah, I mean, in the past decade, probably the same thing. Uh, I, I would give it a solid B, if not a B plus. Uh, this WrestleMania, I thought it was pretty good and a lot of great moments, good matches, and uh, the right send off, perfect opening, perfect send off. So I can't really complain about it. And I know we didn't we barely scratched the surface here today in terms of the call ups and Balor being back, the superstar shakeup. <laughs> really we just I know we didn't get to Simon Gotch getting released and all that other stuff. I know the biggest news story oh, of the dear. week, but um that What's being said the world gonna be like now. <laughs> no more Simon Gotch. Oh no. But uh, I'm sure we will have you back again, Jamie Lee Mack, at some point in the near future. I know we talked, we got to talk briefly a couple months back about Kurt Angle going to the Hall of Fame. Gl- very glad to have you back on the show for a full hour talking everything WrestleMania, um, which was awesome. But I'm sure we will have you back at some point very, very soon. But in the meantime, and in between time, my friend, uh, where can the people find you on the social medias? Oh, they can find me on the Twitter machine, at Jamie Lee Mack, J-A-M-I-E-L-E-E-M-A-C. And... Currently, that's the only place you can find me at right now. Uh, I'd love to start doing YouTube again a lot. Just, I need better production, man. <laughs> <laughs> I can't keep using my camera phone. Like, <laughs> It's good for now. I mean, your, your content is good. So I think if you use that for now, it's absolutely worth it. I mean, I used a crappy camera for a very, 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 very long time. So as long as your content is good, that's all that matters. I enjoy the YouTube videos. Oh, yeah. The channel's great. So hopefully it's back up and running pretty soon. Hopefully it makes a triumphant return like the Hardy Boys at WrestleMania 33. <laughs> it's definitely going to be up there. I'm anticipating it. So I'm looking forward to it. But, uh, yeah, enjoy the week, my friend. Thanks for coming on the show, and I'll catch you down the road, brother. All right. See you later, Graham. Thanks, See you, Graham. And that does it, guys, for WrestleRant Radio here today. I'm Graham Giusin Matthews. Find me on the Twitter machine at WrestleRant on Facebook at facebook.com backslash Graham.Giusin.Matthews on YouTube as well, Graham Giusin Matthews. Check out the website right here, obviously, nextairwrestling.net for full episodes of WrestleRant Radio. Running short on time, but be sure to stay tuned until next week for a full in-depth coverage with Tommy Sharp talking everything WrestleMania, Raw, SmackDown, and more importantly, the Superstar Shakeup live from SmackDown. We're going to be there in Boston. We'll talk all about it next week right here on WrestleRant Radio. Until then, guys, have an awesome weekend, and we'll catch you guys down the road.
That means that we can do anything, anything that you dream. I wanna make it ooh.